Good day, Josh. We hope everything's going smoothly for you out there in Brooklyn. Definitely, especially with a clear sky this Tuesday morning, though it looks like there'll be a few clouds gathering as the evening rolls in. Stay bundled up with those temperatures staying chilly. Before you step out to enjoy or dodge that weather, let's dive into today's top stories. Asian markets are showing a mixed response to China's latest interest rate cut, which was larger than many had anticipated. Despite the move, shares in Shanghai and blue chips fell, reflecting broader concerns over the effectiveness of such cuts to stoke economic momentum. I'm Steve Onsker. And I'm Jonathan Martin. You're tuned into Newsway from PocketPod News. Meanwhile, on the global stage, the United States has proposed a United Nations Security Council draft resolution aimed at Gaza. This proposal seeks a temporary ceasefire in the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, but stops short of advocating for an immediate halt to hostilities. And over in Europe, TikTok faces scrutiny under the Digital Services Act. The European Union is investigating whether the social media giant complies with regulations meant to protect minors and ensure advertising transparency, among other concerns. It's crucial information shaping our world. Stay with us for these stories and more to keep you informed throughout your day. This message is brought to you by PocketPod, revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit PocketPod.app today to join the waitlist. The financial markets in Asia have been on a roller coaster lately, haven't they? Absolutely. From China's unexpected interest rate cut to market reactions that didn't quite hit the mark of optimism. There's a lot to unpack with Asian shares struggling to keep up their momentum. And it's not just the stock markets. We've got movements in U.S. Treasury yields, company-specific news-making waves, and even commodity markets showing some interesting trends. Right. And let's not forget about the upcoming NVIDIA earnings report. It's a significant indicator for tech and broader markets alike. Investors are on their toes waiting to see if NVIDIA can meet those high expectations. To dive deeper into these financial currents, we're joined by PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Leah, there's a lot going on from interest rate cuts in China to Capital One's big acquisition move. Where do we start? Indeed, Jonathan, there's a whirlwind of activity in the financial markets right now. Let's start with the significant move by China, cutting its five-year loan prime rate by 25 basis points to 3.95 percent. This move was bigger than what many economists had anticipated and sends a clear message that policymakers are serious about bolstering the economy. However, it also raises eyebrows regarding the health of China's economic recovery and whether more fiscal measures will be needed to sustain market momentum. That's quite a substantial cut. How did the markets react to this announcement? Well, despite this aggressive cut, Asian shares struggled to maintain their one-and-a-half-month highs. There seems to be a sense of skepticism among investors about the potential for larger stimulus measures. Specifically, we saw the Shanghai Composite Index fall by 0.7 percent and blue chips by 0.6 percent. It appears investors are cautious, keeping an eye out for further fiscal support that targets consumption directly. Speaking of market reactions, I'm curious about how U.S. markets have been faring in response to these developments. 
U.S. markets have shown some interesting movements as well. For instance, following Monday's holiday, U.S. Treasury yields saw a slight uptick with 10-year yields rising by 1.4 basis points, and S&P 500 futures dipped slightly by 0.2%. This indicates that market sentiment is still very much influenced by economic indicators and expectations around Federal Reserve rate cuts, especially in light of recent high producer and consumer prices readings. Now, shifting gears a bit to company news, Capital One and Discover Financial Services made headlines with their acquisition deal. Yes, that's one of the standout stories in company news right now. Capital One announced its acquisition of Discover Financial Services for an impressive $35.3 billion. But it's not just Capital One making waves. ANZ Bank's shares took a hit after regulatory clearance for its buyout of Suncorp's banking operations came through, while Star Entertainment saw its shares plunge due to regulatory investigations into its Sydney casino operations. With all these developments in company news and stock movements, how are commodity markets holding up? Commodity markets are showing some resilience amidst this turbulence, with Brent crude futures slightly down at $83.45 a barrel and gold holding, steady at $2,018 an ounce. However, iron ore prices experienced a slide in Singapore following movements in soft commodities like corn futures, hitting a three-year low and wheat reaching a -a two-and-a-half-month low due to increased inventories. Lastly, there's quite some anticipation around NVIDIA's earnings report coming up. Absolutely. NVIDIA's earnings report scheduled for Wednesday has garnered significant attention from investors worldwide. The key question is whether NVIDIA can exceed already high expectations set by investors amid this heightened scrutiny on tech companies' performance within global financial dynamics. It sounds like we're navigating through quite complex financial currents globally from interest rates cuts in China, stirring mixed market reactions to major corporate maneuvers and commodity market stability amidst it all. Reporter, that's exactly right, Jonathan. It's a dynamic period for global markets where every development carries weight on investor sentiment and future outlooks. Host, that was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Thanks for joining us today. Reporter, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Always glad to share insights with our listeners. At the heart of the United Nations, A new draft resolution is causing ripples across international waters. That's right. The United States has proposed a draft resolution at the U.N. Security Council, calling for a temporary ceasefire in the ongoing conflict in Gaza between Israel and Hamas. But it's not without its controversies. Indeed, the U.S. stance starkly contrasts with an Algerian proposal, which pushes for an immediate ceasefire. It seems like finding common ground within the Security Council is more complex than ever. And amidst these differing views, President Biden has been vocal, stressing the importance of a temporary ceasefire and highlighting concerns over potential Israeli ground incursions into Rafah. The implications for civilian harm and regional peace are significant. Complex dynamics might be an understatement here. To dissect these developments further, we're joined by PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Rose, can you help us navigate through these turbulent diplomatic waters? Absolutely, Jonathan. The United States has indeed proposed a draft resolution at the United Nations Security Council, which calls for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. This move comes amidst escalating tensions and violence in the region, particularly between Israel and Hamas. The US's proposal is noteworthy because it not only calls for a halt in hostilities, but also emphasises the importance of releasing hostages held by Hamas. 
Additionally, it signals a clear caution against an Israeli ground offensive into Rafah, citing concerns over potential civilian harm and displacement. This proposal reflects the complex interplay of diplomatic efforts aimed at mitigating further escalation while addressing humanitarian concerns. Interesting, Rose. How does this U.S. draft resolution differ from other proposals, like the one from Algeria? Well, Jonathan, the Algerian draft proposal advocates for an immediate ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, which stands in contrast to the U.S.'s suggestion of a temporary pause in hostilities. This difference underscores the varied perspectives within the Security Council on how best to address the ongoing conflict. The Algerian proposal is more immediate in its approach to halting violence, while the US draft emphasises additional factors like hostage release and cautions against specific military actions. It's these divergent views that highlight the challenges faced by the Security Council in reaching a consensus on an effective response to the situation. You mentioned hostage release being emphasised in the US proposal. Can you expand on why that's significant? Certainly. By prioritising hostage release in its draft resolution, the US is spotlighting humanitarian aspects amidst this conflict's complexities. It sends a message that beyond achieving a ceasefire, there's also an urgent need to address humanitarian issues such as securing civilian safety who are caught up in this situation. President Joe Biden's communication with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu specifically conveying the necessity of a temporary ceasefire to ensure hostage safety underscores this priority further. And what about concerns regarding an Israeli incursion into Rafah? How does that play into this? The US draft explicitly warns against an Israeli ground offensive into Rafah due to potential risks it poses to civilians living there, particularly given Rafah's status as home to a substantial refugee population. There are valid apprehensions about civilian casualties and mass displacement should military action intensify within such densely populated areas. This concern reflects broader anxieties about escalating violence, potentially undermining regional peace and causing humanitarian crises. Lastly, Rose, how does President Biden's stance factor into all of this? President Biden has notably been vocal about his concerns regarding Israel's military strategies amid its conflict with Hamas. His direct communications with Netanyahu, urging for restraint and emphasising actions like halting military operations, signal a more assertive stance from his administration on these matters. This approach aims at mitigating humanitarian consequences while still navigating diplomatic relations with Israel and broader international considerations regarding peace and security. That was PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. A major investigation is underway across the pond, and it's putting one of the world's most popular social media platforms, TikTok, under the microscope. That's right. The European Union has formally opened a probe into whether TikTok is falling in line with its new Digital Services Act. They're zeroing in on how TikTok handles everything from protecting young users to how transparent it is about advertising and even the design of its platform that could be too addictive. And if they find any breaches... We're talking potential penalties up to 6% of TikTok's global annual turnover. That's no small change. For more on this story, we'll be joined by PocketPod News national political correspondent Don Gallup. Absolutely, Jonathan. The stakes are indeed high for TikTok, with the European Union formally investigating the social media giant under the Digital Services Act, or DSA. We're seeing a concerted effort to tighten the reins on online platforms, especially those with significant influence over young audiences. So 
What specifically triggered this investigation? The EU's concerns center around several key areas, protecting minors from harmful content, ensuring advertising transparency, enhancing data access for researchers, and managing risks related to addictive design and harmful content. This investigation was set in motion after months of gathering information on TikTok's operations and its adherence to these critical safety measures. Sounds like a comprehensive probe. What can you tell us about the Digital Services Act that TikTok's being measured against? The DSA is essentially the EU's playbook for regulating digital platforms. It's designed to ensure a safer digital space where users' rights are protected and businesses have clear obligations. For TikTok, this means demonstrating robust mechanisms for protecting menors, clear advertising practices, reliable data sharing with researchers, and effective risk management strategies against addictive or harmful content. And there were already some red flags regarding TikTok's content governance? Indeed, even before the DSA came into full force for larger platforms, TikTok had been under scrutiny for how it managed content governance and safety measures. This includes past investigations by regional consumer protection authorities into complaints about child safety and privacy. In response to these concerns, TikTok announced operational changes back in June 2022 aimed at addressing these issues. You mentioned systemic risks related to platform design and algorithms. Could you delve a bit deeper into that? Sure thing. One of the investigation's focal points is assessing how TikTok's design might encourage behavioral addictions or expose minors to inappropriate content despite age verification tools. The EU wants to see if TikTok has implemented effective measures that align with DSA obligations concerning privacy and security for minors, among other things. What have EU commissioners said about this investigation? Margrethe Vestager has emphasized online user safety in Europe as a core concern, while Thierry Breton pointed out that protecting minors online is a top priority under the DSA. Their statements underline a strong commitment from the EU to enforce regulations that safeguard users' well-being on platforms like TikTok. And if breaches are found? The DSA provides enforcers with various tools such as interim measures or accepting commitments from platforms like TikTok aimed at addressing identified issues swiftly. It's worth noting this is not TikTok's problem alone. It marks a broader strategy by the EU to ensure digital platform accountability across all services operating within its jurisdiction. To wrap up then, what does this mean moving forward? This investigation sends a clear message about the importance of digital platform accountability in today's society. How TikTok responds will be closely watched not just by regulators, but also by users concerned about their digital rights and safety online. It underscores an ongoing dialogue between technology companies and regulatory bodies on balancing innovation with user protection. That was PocketPod News. National political correspondent Don Gallup, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. And that's Newswave for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Josh. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.